Hi, I'm Asha Tomlinson. And I'm David Common. And we're hosts of CBC Marketplace. We're award-winning investigative journalists that want to help you avoid clever scams, unsafe products, and sketchy services. Our TV show has been Canada's top investigative consumer watchdog for more than 50 years. But this is our first podcast. CBC Marketplace podcast is available now on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC podcast. In June of 2022, gold miners in Yukon made a remarkable discovery, a fully intact baby woolly mammoth preserved in the permafrost. The current traveled to Dawson City to hear that story firsthand. It's extinct creature, and all of a sudden it's like it's alive in front of you. It's that fresh. I mean, how do you, you're, you're speechless. It was, it was as if Nunshoga was, was announcing her arrival. And that's the part that, that touches me the most. We were at the site um, the following two days later with the, with the First Nation, the Trondaquichin, and they blessed the site where the mammoth came from. And they asked, give us strength to understand why she has come to us. And the questions like that, which were, I think, extremely powerful, and you, you do begin to wonder what the meaning of it is. I mean, you have to remember that this is, this is on solstice, June 21st, at noon when it came out. And it's a National Indigenous Day, and, and it announces its arrival in, in that day and, and a storm to follow. And you, you do begin to wonder, like, what, what, what kind of power is connected to, to the mammoth? That's Jeff Bond speaking with me on the side of a gold mine outside of Dawson City last summer. He's a, geolo- a geologist, pardon me, formerly with the Yukon Geological Survey. He now runs his own company. Nunchoga means big animal baby and the Han language of the Trondaquichin on whose territory the mammoth was found. Since taking Nunchoga into its care, the Trondaquichin First Nation has been working to figure out a long-term plan. It's the first intact mammoth specimen ever found in North America, and so as you can imagine, there is huge scientific interest in it. But she has become extremely important to the community as well. And now, a year and a half later, the First Nation has settled on a plan. They have applied to take Nunchoga to the Canadian Conservation Institute in Ottawa for further study. Debbie Nagano is the Trondaquichin Heritage Director. Grant Zazula is a paleontologist with the Yukon government. They both join us now. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Debbie, you and I spoke on the banks of the river in uh, Yukon. As we talked about Nunshoga, one of the things that you said was that you wanted to ensure that she wasn't taken out of the community, that she wasn't spirited off and that the community would never see her again. How did you come to this decision that Nunshoga needs to leave your community? Um, I, I think it was a decision made by the um, elders committee. They got together and they, they had the vision already that um, they decided to have Nunshoga here within within the community they were connected to Nuchoga. so it was it, it, it was just a given that um she would she would stay here for for a while for us to figure out um what to do with her um and how how can we connect as a people 
um, with Nuchoga. And so now she's headed to Ottawa, as I mentioned, to this Canadian Conservation Institute. Why is that the right destination? I think it was because we want to preserve her. We still want to um, see her. Um, she is a spirit, and um, uh, Tondekwitchen citizens have connected with her. You know, there, there are so many, so many reasons. When you say she's a spirit, I mean, again, this is something that you told us when we were there, standing by that rushing river, that, that in many ways people in the community feel as though she's, she's an elder. Uh, for sure. Um, she, even though she's a, she's a baby, um, you know, there, there's that connection because, um, you know, you know, all mothers, they, they connect to a baby, even if it is um, um, a baby mammoth. Uh, we care. We we want to know uh, wh- what happened to the mother, and you know, there's so many different questions because um, because she is a baby. So that you know that that's that's a connection also too. So we're we're hoping to answer more of these questions if we if we do preserve her. Grant, what are you hoping to learn from from further study from from what's going to be happening at the Canadian Conservation Institute? Well, you know, as a as a paleontologist, I've been you know thinking about woolly mammoths and, and studying woolly mammoths for a long time in the Yukon, and you know, there's there's things that uh, are going to happen with Nunchoga in terms of her preservation. There's going to be some scientific analysis uh, done done with her, but it, it goes well beyond science. This is this this almost uh, the science um, became almost peripheral to Nunchoga almost as soon as she came out of the ground this this for all of us and just listening to to your introduction again with Jeff speaking about Ninchoga it's it's getting me emotional again um this is a real journey this is a real journey this is a real journey of of exploration of of culture of meaning and and it's become very personal and i think as as Jeff spoke about uh last year and and and, and Debbie um, this this journey has brought us together uh, in ways that um, it's really tough to describe because this this ancient animal came from from the ground. Now we have this animal uh, in the Trondikwachan community um, that's almost breathing and speaking to us again, and um, it's it's doing amazing things in terms of bringing the communities. Of, of, of the Tronda Gwich'in together with scientists like me and Jeff and our team from Yukon government. And we're going to learn about this mammoth in ways that have never been uh, examined or studied or investigated or, or thought of before. It's, it's, mm. um, it's very, yeah, it's very profound and, and really amazing. We're very illuminating for all of us. Do you know where that emotion comes from? I mean, I think it's remarkable I mean, I was standing on the side of a gold mine with Jeff and a year and a half ago, and he breaks down and talking about this. And you just did the same thing on the phone. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Matt. Um, last uh, when last year when Nunchoga was 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 revealed when she came from the earth, um, these were days that I will never forget in my life. They were just so deeply impactful. Um, when when I first got the the notice from from the uh, the gold miner Brian McCog and uh, he emailed me this photograph of of a baby mammoth that had you know just come out of the permafrost minutes before and it felt for me um, when I when I received that email it was almost like a first responder I felt like I was dispatching 
first response to go recover this baby. And um, I, I first came to the Yukon in 1999, studying the Ice Age, paleontology, and archaeology. And you know, the woolly mammoth is th- this icon of the Ice Age. And and I think what makes it so remarkable is still that wondrous idea that we had elephants living in the Arctic, mm-hmm. and these elephants were. Uh, living alongside people, they provided for people. They were the most remarkable animals on the landscape. So they would have just captured everybody's attention, and they still do that today. You know, we we study their bones, we see their uh, drawings of them on caves. Um, but then to have an animal that's so ancient that speaks to this bygone past, and it also speaks to this notion of climate change, because you know a major reason we don't have woolly mammoths anymore is because of climate change. Climate change impacted their populations and probably led them to extinction at the end of the Ice Age. And now this woolly mammoth comes back to the Trondikwachin and to all of us and gives us this opportunity to really ponder where we're at in the world and, and why and what, what, how do what's, people connect. Well, what's the big question that you have around it that you, that you hope will be answered through, through this work in Ottawa? The, the question that I want answered is how do the Trondikwachin people and, and, and us as scientists and, and people of the Yukon come together to, to celebrate this, this baby? And, um, and, and that's really what I want to learn out of it. How do, we, how do we work together to care for this animal so that she can provide learning opportunities and impact to the Trondikwachin people. That's what I want to learn out of it. I want to learn how this mammoth can bring us all together. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced the Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of the Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Debbie, what sort of impact has, has Nunshoga had on your community in the last year and a half? Um, you know, each, each one of us carries our own ind- individual stories. So it, it, it interwines um, all, all different um, reasons and reasons and rhymes and um, it carries you a little bit more prouder and um, and I think that's the the movement that it's that it's taking us and that's why the elders want to want to have her um, preserved you know it we value um, um, our language our songs our lands so it's um, it it carries carries a, a heavy weight and a heavy responsibility also too. We have never ever um, have found Nuchaga, a baby mammoth before. So we have to um, 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 take it quite seriously um, because there's such a um, high regard of uh, respecting her in a, in a good way. And it's both, um, both cultures, you know, the Western way of thinking and also the Trondikwichan way of thinking the Deneju. So it, it, it's a pretty neat thing when you, when you see it happening in front of you. You're encouraged by that because again, there are, there are people who might respect those traditions, but they also, they want, they, they want to have their chance to try to figure out 
some of the answers to those big questions. And you're saying, and, and what Grant is saying, is that there's a way to try to figure out how to ask those questions in a way th that everybody's working together. Yes. And, and also be responsible in some cases to say, um, we won't allow that. You know, there, there's, we've got to figure out a way if we're going to do it in a good way and treat her with respect is that, why do you want to do that? Where do you want to do that? How do you want to do that? And if, if it doesn't feel right, or is, you know, that, that she isn't a scientific object, um, then, then we we will, um, you know, we'll hold fast by saying no, not at this time. Grant, are you surprised by that? That 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 there has been that collaboration because, as I said, there are a lot of people who look at this as a scientific object. You know, I'm not surprised. I think the, um, you know, the 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 conditions for this relationship to sort of blossom have been growing in the last couple of years with the Trondequin and in our paleontology program. I, I think. Um, in 2016, there was a mummified baby wolf pup found in that we've called Zhur, which means wolf in the, the Han language of the Trondequin. And when that was found, and um, that really kind of started the relationship with Debbie Nagano and her team at Trondequin. And that, and, that, and that collaboration in terms of, like, what does this mean for the Trondequin people became a big central part of that, of that work. And so when when... Nunchil Ga was found, and and Debbie, I think within the next within the next morning, when she revealed to me that Nunchil Ga was named by a group of elders, um, I knew right away that this was going to be something very different. This wasn't just a scientific uh, sort of process anymore. This was something about community and tradition and culture. But that doesn't mean that we're still we're not interested in the scientific work as well. It just means that the way we approach that scientific work will be different. Mm. You know, we still have big questions about how did Nuncho God die? There are ways that we can approach those questions. We can approach the question about her her ancestry, because we know that she died alone. We didn't find her mother, but we can do kind of genetic uh, research to try to figure out how she's related to other mammoths that have been found in North America and in this this region. So we can take on scientific questions about her genetics, about what she was eating, about what was the environment like at the time, how old was she when she died. Those are all scientific questions, but we want to answer them and, and, and look at those questions in a different way, not just by this kind of poking and prodding and doing, you know, carving her up in this sort of unhumane sort of way. We want to approach her and ask these questions as if we were trying to answer these questions about one of our relatives. So it's really about the community, uh, the bringing these two different ways of knowing, the kind of traditional Trondek uh, Gwich'in way of knowing mm -hmm. and scientific ways of knowing, bringing them together and answering questions together. And that's a very different scientific process. I don't, I don't know of any other paleontological, you know, any other fossil, if you will, that has been approached in this sort of uh, manner with indigenous values. I don't, I don't, I think this may be one of the only examples of this in the world. And for me, as a scientist that's been working in the Yukon for many years now, um, really, this is what is driving me to bring these bring these worlds together with Trondequin, and so we can do something of meaning for the community. Uh, around this amazing animal. And Debbie, when this work is done, um, Nunchoga will come back to the community, that's correct? Yes, um, that's correct. And why is that important to you? 
I think um, that's when, um, you know, when she's back into our community, that's when a lot of the healing will be starting to take place. Um, You know, the story will continue on with her and um, will be guided by our people and, um, you know, the other stakeholders. And that's when uh, we we join back up together again and uh, we continue on trying to answer answer our questions. It's an incredible story, um, as incredible in many ways as as what we heard when we were there with you. But there has been further development and uh, it's it's quite interesting to get caught back up on, on where this will go from here. Debbie, thank you very much. Great to talk to you again. You're welcome. And Grant, great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Matt. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Merry Christmas to you. Debbie Nagano is Heritage Director for the Trondequitchen First Nation in Dawson City, Yukon. Grant Zazula is a paleontologist with the Yukon government. You can hear our full documentary on Nunchoga from last summer on our website. Go to cbc.ca slash the current, or you can find it on the CBC Listen app. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.